welcome to the Momgasm podcast. Blending motherhood, self-connection, sensuality, and pleasure. Normalizing what it means to be a mother and a sexual being. Welcome back to another episode of the Momgasm podcast. This week, we are talking about how fucked up life has been lately. Yep. From philosophical issues, existential crises, and vulnerability hangovers, we are diving deep into this one, as per usual. In this episode, we discuss the righteousness in social media and how it's better used as a tool rather than a habit, savior complexes, how Lindsay is over fear-mongering, restorative justice, fuck, that was a good one, cancel culture, and modern-day witch hunts within our own community. And then I share how to communicate with my own inner child when we're experiencing fear. We break up the seriousness with beach boys in real life, bug aversions, and poop. No mom conversation is a mom conversation without poop. Sit down, strap in, and we hope you enjoy. between like predator <laughs> yeah and something else yeah i don't know what the something else is i don't know either like kind of like a dog noise i don't know if i can fucking recreate like when they're that. chewing on something going <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay okay right? especially if it's like they've really got it in right? like yeah, the yeah, back yeah, of their yeah. throat <laughs> yeah. and they're like this is fine <laughs> like <laughs> yeah you're like mm, really glad you're cute you look repulsive in this moment <laughs> yeah you sound repulsive also but right. outside of this you're cute yeah fuck um but yeah like so very disenchanted right now by many 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 things <laughs> things <laughs> welcome to this week's episode uh all the shit we're disenchanted with right now <laughs> buckle in it's gonna it's gonna be a fucking wild ride <laughs> or not maybe it's just gonna be like super uh, mellow maybe. emotions <laughs> maybe i don't know i don't think so i don't think that's where this episode is gonna go i think you and i have both been feeling i think oh. a lot not just you and i a lot of people are feeling very low, low energy, very disenchanted. A lot of people are like, what is life? What do I want to do po- with my life? What's the point? I think I'm at the point where I'm like, what the fuck is the point? Yeah. Yep. Same. <laughs> I have said that many a time yeah. over the last, definitely the last month. Oh, yeah. Like the last month, I'm like, what is the fucking point of any of this shit anymore? Yep. Yep. Like, just send me off to the wilderness. Give me some mountains, some water. Give me like a nice little cabin, nice plot of land. Leave me the fuck alone. Let me do my Mm. art. And then like when I want to have the in-person stuff and, you know, be the group thing and all that. Be the group thing? Be the group thing. Do the group thing. Not even going to do the group thing. You're just going to be the group do thing. Do the gatherings. The gathered. Gather the people. Then I will do it. But I'm just so fucking done. Yeah. I'm so done. I've been feeling that a lot. And it's so it's like before we pressed play on this, we were talking about kind of your disenchantment with social media and just like online life in general and I feel 
a lot of us are probably feeling this like it's this for me personally it's this like really weird pull between feeling like social media or online is my only window or access point to reach anyone right now with covid climate with like so many folks and um community spaces not being accessible in the same way that they typically are Mm. and so it feels like the only way to engage in any sense of community or one of the only ways one of the easiest ways yeah to engage definitely in community and then at the same time uh, it's so noisy it's so fucking noisy and it's it's like the noise it's like amplifying the noise that I can energetically feel happening around me all of the time yeah yeah does that yeah. make sense mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right like it's like I can always feel like the polarity and the turmoil and like just this like fucking friction yeah all around me right now yeah And then when I dive into social media, if I'm not being conscious about it in the way of like, I'm just coming here because this message is laid on my heart and I need to fucking share it. I'm going to type it. I'm going to put it out. I'm going to leave. I'm going to dumb all peace. Mm -hmm. If I'm not doing that and I like get caught up in this, I'm trying to escape my kids. So I'm going to go to my, my feeling of community, which right now the only accessible thing is my phone. Right. Therefore, I'll start scrolling and immediately I'm like, yeah. Ah, everything is so loud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so loud. Right? <laughs> it's, it, it, it feels like a vortex. Like it feels, for me, it's feeling like a really temp- tempting, toxic vortex where like I want to escape because the kids are too much. And it's the easiest way to escape right now. And it's the easiest way to connect exactly like you said. But then it gets to a point where it becomes super unhealthy. And I, and I put down my phone and I can feel all of this tension mm. inside of me. And it's from what you just said, you're exactly right. It feels like I'm absorbing everyone, everyone else's stuff, all of their shit. But it's also at a point where it's like, how much of everyone's lives can I absorb at mm-hmm. once? And what am I neglecting in my own life by absorbing everyone else's life? Mm-hmm. And that creates a lot of tension inside of me because I'm looking at my kids and they're like, mommy, mommy, mommy. And like, I really want to escape, but at the same time, I should be present with them. And if I was present with them a little bit and gave them like 15 minutes of undivided attention, they would probably relent and be like, okay, yeah, I'm cool. Fuck off now, mom. Bye. I don't know who your, your kids are, but <laughs> mine have yet to relent. <laughs> I don't it know. I feel relenting of like five minutes. <laughs> But generally, even if it's not a relenting, you know, talking about mom stuff, but like, even if it's not a relenting, I find their mood is better if I give them my undivided attention. And it's so it's this there's this weird poll going on right now where we're all connecting through our social media, but then we're all realizing that we're not present in our own lives. Mm. And that's creating this, this tension. Mm. And we all want to let go of it. Or maybe I shouldn't say all of us. I definitely do. Like I would delete it in a heartbeat. See, I'm somewhere in the I'm somewhere in the middle. I'm somewhere in the middle, but it, I think for me, 
it's, I can't, I can't see another way to, to offer what I offer or like share what I share. And like, there's so much of what I do. And I was talking about this today where it's like, there's so much of what I do that feels greater than me in a lot of ways. Mm. And it's almost like I have some sort of responsibility to show up. And I recognize that like a lot of that may very well be in my head, but also my entire livelihood is tied up in social media. Yeah. So it's like, there's this like really strange push and pull. And one thing that I really love, um, that, uh, a friend of mine said, at one point, um, Davida, she had said, social media and your phone is a tool. Mm. It's nothing more than a tool. And whether or not, or however you use it, is up to you. And it's that's kind of the thing that I keep coming back to, where it's it's building that kind of presence, relationship, and identifying like habit versus actually showing up and do the sh- doing the shit that mm-hmm. I I feel... I have some kind of ownership or responsibility for Mm -hmm. not that I have ownership or responsibility to show up a set number of times within a week or whatever that is. But just that moment of like, I have to share something and this is the most easily accessible platform with the widest range for me to possibly reach. And therefore I'm going to show up. I'm going to share this thing. I'm going to leave. And then I'll dip back in maybe a few hours later and, and engage in community within my comments and stop feeling the need to dip into everybody else's stuff. Because I think for me personally, like, there's <laughs> there's so much noise. And there's so much, like, echo chambering happening. But then also not at the same time. Like, there's, there's mm-hmm. these, like, individual, like, groups forming just out of sheer, like, fear Mm. like it all has this undercurrent of fear Mm -hmm. and I I personally am at a place where I just don't I'm I'm over being scared I'm done with it to Mm. be completely honest Mm. like I just I can't carry it anymore anymore and it's and in saying this like I'm not saying that I'm choosing to be reckless or like do stupid things like I don't know, lick a stranger's mouth. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> that, that, that's a great example. That's a really great example because that's a, this fucking disgusting. <laughs> it's just like between you going up to a stranger and just putting ah. your tongue in their mouth. Right? But like, I, like I, I'm not... I'm not saying that I'm disinterested in engaging in fear in the sense of like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to do my life and do my thing and whatever. Like, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying like, I am going to make choices that feel responsibly sound that care for not only myself first, but my community. And then I'm just going to fucking trust the process and stop engaging in all of the noise. Mm. Cause I can't, I can't carry it anymore. Mm. So like you're saying that you you're you don't want to engage with uh the outside fear. 
mm-hmm. what about your own fear in that you're saying are you saying also that you don't want to engage with that anymore or are you just surrendering to whatever comes up in you but you're not willingly going to engage in what others are projecting from their from their fear definitely not choosing to not engage in other people's projection of fear yeah. like their stories Absolutely. of fear i just can't I, can't anymore I, I just I can't anymore and it's like especially when there's this <laughs> unwillingness to recognize that it's coming from fear like that's where I just get irate as fuck mm. <laughs> it's just so it just feels like you are talking into a steel wall mm. of obstinance and it's like it's so it's so fucking pointless mm. Like, it's so pointless. And there's this weird thing that I've been noticing happening and observing and and finding it interesting in some ways and also, like, challenging as fuck in others where there's this, there's this, like, the need to be right and then also the need to save other people and, like, project your beliefs on somebody else and that's where i'm like (sighs) give me a hypothetical example here because i'm having a little bit of trouble like i feel like you might be talking about something specific do you have like an example that you could just help me paint this picture in my mind a lot of examples (laughs) so many examples because this has just been on like fucking repeat for fucking how many months now Um, I mean, you could use the simple example of kind of the conversation that we had maybe two months ago now where I was kind of noticing a dialogue that felt like ableism within a few of my communities that I hold very dear to my heart. Mm. And this very much like give me freedom or give me death dialogue and, Mm. and the inability to relent on the idea that the basis of that is also fear. And um, being able to be in a space where y- you can like recognize and, and empathize and and understand that the root of both yeah. is the same thing, and it's like from that place, my firm belief is like you can have open, honest dialogue, <laughs> not an argument, mm. not a situation of like trying to talk over somebody or convince somebody of something, but really just feeling into the messiness of life and and what that looks like to maybe perhaps love somebody who has a different opinion or belief than you because that's gonna like that's gonna happen um in our lifetime (laughs) it's it's just gonna happen and I don't personally I don't really prescribe to the notion of like oh you just cut them out of your life and you move on yes sometimes people will drift away um that will naturally happen I've actually had quite a few people who I do love dearly who've unfollowed me recently for like my stance on masks or my stance on um kind of perpetually fitting in the gray area somewhere of like but I I see and I feel everybody here Mm. I'm like what if what if you're all wrong Mm. what if yeah right what if and can we all be in a space of like well maybe we are all wrong maybe none of us have this right maybe like we all have a piece of some great puzzle and like you never gonna figure it out unless we can like kumbaya some shit not quite but like you 
I get, I get what you're saying. Have the difficult conversations yeah. without becoming paralyzed within mm-hmm. our own fear and within like getting trapped in our ego of of I know everything mm. or I know what's right or this is this is the prescription. Yes, it's been a big one lately. Oh. <laughs> it's a big one. <laughs> right? So it's like I'm choosing to really release a lot of the fear. I'm also releasing, I think, not just other people's perception of fear or like the projection of fear, but also like consuming my time being worried and being fearful and really just trying to move into that space of like trust and surrender. Because mm. for me, fundamentally, my belief has always been like something greater than myself put me here. Something greater than myself made me. Something greater than myself has orchestrated all of these things. And my personal belief is that entity, that being, that creator, that divinity, that source, God, is in control of everything, even if it feels like a hot fucking mess shit show. Mm-hmm. And it's like, can I, can I release some amount of control and just be like, Okay, you got this. This is, this is, I feel like I'm in a lobster pot boiling here, but I'm going to trust you. Go pull me out. Not put butter on me. <laughs> please, please don't butter me. <laughs> but right. <laughs> so there is, it's like, it's like this test of, or not even like a test of, it's like what in this moment in my life, what will serve me more? Mm. Worrying my fucking ass off 24 seven, and being completely consumed by fear, which I recognize, like, in saying this, anxiety is a real thing for me. That shit's going to creep up a lot. But lately, when I am starting to see myself move into those cycles, I'm I'm kind of, like, stopping myself, putting my hand on my heart and being like, okay, can I get out of my own way here? Mm. Can I trust that there is something outside of me that is guiding all of this, even though it feels like we are not headed for a shipwreck, but in the midst of the ship fucking sinking Mm -hmm. and like no amount of bailing out the water is going to help. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I feel what you're saying about not, not, um, not giving any more energy to these, these arguments, Mm -hmm. these, these conversations that are just between two people who are very self-righteous most of the time. And maybe always, (laughs) maybe always yeah and I have I've I've checked out of a lot of that Mm -hmm. and uh Ollie he has been checked into it very checked in very checked in Ollie if you're listening to this I love you I I love love you sweet friend but you know that I'm checking out (laughs) bye-bye you we have discussed this we we have made an agreement that he is checked in and I am checked out and that that is that is it and it's it's just you know I I feel like there's this there's this voice in my head it's like well aren't you a part of the problem if you are not contributing Mm. your two cents if Mm. you are not choosing a side if you are not you know, giving something else to the, to, if you're not creating a solution, if you're just backing out and you're like, yeah, no, I'm good. But this for now, this also plays into what I was saying about like that need for us to save people. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Or like we have this like savior complex. You really do. Yeah. We really, 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 Mm. really do. Mm -hmm. And like, 
I say this full while taking ownership that I do it too, mm-hmm. 110%. But it's really interesting to like recognize that pattern, not only playing out around you, but then being able to then check in and how that plays out for you. And you're like, oh, mm-hmm. oh, right. So checking out. <laughs> But yeah, no, I, considering like talking about the political climate talking about, you know, what's been going on and I, I too have checked out in a lot of ways. Mm. I check in to the bare minimum of what need I need to know. Mm. And then beyond that, I'm keeping my head low to the ground. I'm uh, making sure that my family is okay, that we mm. are all to being taken care of. Because I, at the end of the day, like, I remember having this thought years ago when I was really headstrong uh, feminist and I was really bearing the torch. I felt very empowered by upholding that torch myself. Oh my God, so many folks feel that empowerment of, like, self-righteous. It was... It it was you know what I needed to go through that for many reasons absolutely um but I I kind of threw down that torch once I uncovered the wonderful world of misandry which is just fucking great <laughs> not um but I remember having this thought towards the end where I was like oh my god like I can't consume anymore of this I can't write anymore like I can't do this anymore I remember having this thought of like I was consuming all this news from all over the world of all this terrible stuff that's happening mm. and it was just I, every day I'd wake up and just in a depressive state you yep. know I'm pretty sure that that is exactly what was happening with my mental well-being at that mm. time and I made this very clear decision that if I was ever going to impact women and empowering women, mm. the only impact that I would ever create was within my own community. Amen. Right? It was within where I lived, the people that I knew, the people I didn't know within my community, and that was the only way I could move forward. And it's also like, it starts with you. Like, exactly. I mean, coming back to uh, so much of what I'm seeing over and over and over again when when it comes to talking about um, racial injustice issues and taking on that role of um, being an active anti-racist. Yeah. Right? Like, which there are some things that I fundamentally feel are okay and not okay with a pretty hard line in between them. That would be one of them. Don't be a racist. Never cool. It's going to make that like broad stroke <laughs> statement right now. <laughs> right now underline so there are there are some exceptions and that for me is not something that you can plug like plug out of but you can in a way like for me it's not actually beneficial to anybody for me to continue absorbing mass amounts of content without actually integrating yeah, and absolutely. doing the work and and like reprogramming my brain and really starting to see all of the ways in which I'm still complicit in what I don't say or in what I do say without realizing it, et cetera, et cetera. And so it's like in me actively deprogramming and reprogramming myself and really recognizing all of the ways that that it, it's not okay in how I currently show up, I can then 
start seeing it more clearly within my own family, within my community, within um, my larger online community too, and start showing up and like calling it out lovingly when I see it. Yeah. Right. Like not just being that bystander of like, I feel uncomfortable. We probably shouldn't have said that, but I'm just not going to say anything because that's all really awkward. Mm. Oh my God. It reminds me of a conversation I heard. I overheard at the beach this past weekend. Oh no. Oh man. It was a really, oh, I I felt really anxious. We went to Clam Harbor and it was unbelievably, that was the the most packed beach in Nova Scotia I've ever seen in my entire life. I have never seen a beach that packed before. And I've been going to beaches since I was a little girl. Mostly everyone in Nova Scotia has. You're been. like, let me tell you. Let me tell you. I've been going to some beaches. <laughs> I've been going to some real good beaches. <laughs> but anyway, so we got to the beach and um, it was so fucking packed. We found a little spot and there was this uh, group of, I, they would be probably between the ages of like 20 and 30. So, or like, yeah, somewhere around there. They're in the 30s that's or 20s. A, that's a big range, friend. We're, they're about, they're around our age so they're all so 25 to 32 yeah let's say that let's go with that and they're all having a good time they're all drinking and but there was this one person amongst the group who was berating another person of the group and i could tell that they were drinking they weren't getting along but like he was really coming in on this other person and i you know, my kids and Ollie, they were down playing by the water. And I was like, I was trying to read my fucking book about goddess archetypes. And I'm like, <laughs> Jesus, this is not going to happen. <laughs> and, but then I hear, so the person who was being picked on, bullied, um, he then goes to another person of the group. Everyone is left. And he says, you know, did you see what was happening? Oh, no. And, um, is that fixable? Yeah, right. We're good. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. My mic was like partially coming apart. There was a moment of panic happening. We're good? We're good. Okay. Fuck. So the guy. Sweat poop my pants. <laughs> it's I'd a real rather... concern right now. We'll get into that later. <laughs> Legit real concern. I don't know if I actually want to hear the story. But... Oh, yes, you do. It's so delightful. It will prepare you for a motherhood that at this point. I'm choosing to call inevitable. Anyway, so person getting picked on. So the person's getting picked on. He goes to the person of the group and he explains that, you know, he's upset by this other person and the person he's speaking to, he, um, the person receiving, they then respond by saying, yeah, I know it sucks, but when it happens, like all I know what, like all I'll do is just laugh and like act like it's not happening. No. And I was just, I was, I was already so uncomfortable with the energy that they were putting out. I was so anxious. And as soon as I heard that, I was like, damn, that like you are clearly, you're like, you're definitely in your thirties. Like, I'm pretty sure we're around the same age. You're just having that reaction to your friend being bullied by one of your other friends. Like no. that's fucked up. Like how fucked up is that? But I feel like so many. Did you say something? No, I didn't say something because they were drinking. I did not want to get a part of that. I didn't like how, how do I intervene in that situation? Oh my God. I just put my fucking mom pants on and be like, (laughs) I'm sorry. I don't mean to eavesdrop here. But can I just like clarify something for a minute? Like, did I just hear this? Right. Okay. Can I be a total fucking mom on the beach (laughs) who you don't know for a hot minute? (laughs) 
love your damn self, stand up for yourself. Okay, go watch Fab Five. We're done here. Right? 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 Like, just no. That's a no. I know. And it's an absolute just no. Just just no. <gasps> and this is not something totally new. And it's still, like, people are having this kind of reaction to what's going on in the world. They're just like, ah, eh, whatever, cool. I just don't look at it. I just, like, you know, it's not a big deal. Just laugh. Just, like, turn the other direction. Oh. And that... That kind of mentality, I feel, is not only being applied to, like, the political climate, but I feel like for a lot of people, they apply that to themselves and their own fear and their own Mm -hmm. things that they're going through. There's a very real, like, if I don't engage with it, it's not there. Yeah, ignorance is bliss. Right? And so there's, like, a big thing that I keep coming to that I've talked about before, I've written a few posts about it, is, like, this pendulum theory this idea that like we'll be so far on one side yeah. um, and that's all we know at that point. It just makes sense for us and we like cling so tightly. And then when we have this like aha wake up moment where we're faced with that opportunity of maybe it's recognizing our own internal racism, we will sometimes like swing, miss the middle point where we need to be and go so far to the opposite side that we become an extremist mm. who is actually potentially completely missing the point mm-hmm. of what we need to be doing and causing more harm than good. And and this is one of those phenomenons that like I feel fucking crazy all the time. Mm-hmm. And like I'm using the word crazy intentionally here because I feel like I've gone mental half the time because I'm sitting here in my house alone like taking on this information and like witnessing different conversations go back and forth between people in comments or um whatever it is and just sitting here being like how are you so both so stuck in your extreme that there's not even like a willingness to soften into the possibility that maybe you're both wrong and maybe there is this like sweet middle space where magic can happen and where we can come together and where like we can actually treat people as human beings with love and respect even if this is my theory i feel like the gray area this middle ground the gray area is presence and consciousness and awareness yes and then either side of those is black and white and i feel when we are when we are existing on these parallels of black and white what we're what we how we are existing is from our inner child because the inner child does not have the complex thought processes that we do as mature adults to understand what is happening so we react as children would react we get angry and then we get happy and then we go in between these things constantly going extreme to extreme black and white Mm. but when you stop you center you become present you take a breath you remember that you are you are a person who has many privileges that mm. you, know, you understand your place in the world and within your community, then you're able to engage in a conversation from that place of centeredness, the gray area, the mm. neutral zone. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It took me a while to like follow. And then I was like, Oh, that is an interesting perspective. Cause it's, it's funny when you bring up inner child, I automatically, my brain will go to like kids mm. 
and how kids play and do. And I'm like, but if we're talking about presence and consciousness, kids are present. They are inherently present and conscious in so many ways, Mm. but it's like present and conscious without the (laughs) mental fortitude to maybe comprehend everything. Yeah, absolutely. Which is wild. And it's something that I've seen play out too, which is really interesting and talking about kind of spirituality and consciousness and like all of that sweetness that kind of gets us into that middle space or the middle space that at least I know I'm experiencing and feel like I'm fucking crazy for experiencing because I feel I'm like is anybody out there hello (laughs) hello is it me you're looking for yeah seriously though that this is me this is me that could be my first reel oh Oh my god we got it bingo that'd actually be fucking hilarious (laughs) two people like it it didn't go well (laughs) but seriously like i i i feel or so much of the last couple of months i felt like am i completely alone in my thinking and in my thought process and in being completely alone, am I just absolutely insane? Mm. Am I absolutely insane? Mm. And everybody else is onto something that I have looked into. I've read into, I felt into, it makes no sense to me, but like, it's not that it doesn't make sense. I can, you can make anything make sense. Yeah. You could make anything make sense. Yeah. But it just doesn't feel, doesn't line up with, doesn't line up with your truth. Yeah. Like it just, it does not, it's not even that it doesn't compute. I'm just like, I, mm. no, yeah. <laughs> just, just no, just, no, just, <laughs> I love you, but no, <laughs> no. Hey, look over there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Miss Jada Essence <laughs> <laughs> Miss Lindsay Essence Hall. Fuck no, I wish. Uh, Jeez. But like I like there is it I have felt so isolated and so completely alone these last couple mm. of months. And it's it's interesting because you brought up that that those folks that just kind of make light of everything. My darling husband. My darling, wonderful, loving husband. Although he's like a feminist although he's like super yay anti-racist work and mm. all of this stuff like lots of like thank you for being a good human and like taking some ownership and doing the things his favorite pastime and i don't know if i've talked about this on the show or not before but his favorite i know i've talked to you about this before i think when we were out having a drink yeah last time and i was yeah, a little behind mm, this is great <laughs> this is great would you do that again i know right mm. But I, he is one of those, those people where his favorite, favorite activity, favorite activity is to inform me of the latest shit that Trump has tweeted about and laugh about it. And I like, it's not fucking funny to me. Like, it's not even, it's not even remotely funny to me because in those moments when like I was actively living in a little bit more fear than maybe I'm choosing to right now. It's like the words that you are saying to me are terrifying yeah, they're because there are reality right now. Yeah. 
And the fact that you think this is funny concerns the shit out of me because we're living it. Five years from now, oh my God, pull up, pull up the reel. Let's laugh about it. Let's like, hey, remember that time in 2020 when the fucking boat broke and we were all sinking and it was a grand old time and a fucking clown ran the country yeah. neighboring us. I was like, wait, what's this news about a clown? And then finish <laughs> that, that it is. Right, yeah. I just like Cheeto dusted makeup look Fuck for that. 2020. Anyway, um, all of my political views are coming to the surface. I don't think anyone's surprised. <laughs> if you are, well, I still love you. <laughs> but anyway, I just like, I will laugh then. But it's for me, it's although I use humor a lot to like soften things and make it more attainable and approachable it feels so (laughs) different when it's just like let's laugh at this thing without the seriousness of Mm. talking about it Mm -hmm. or considering it as like an actual fact that is actively happening Mm -hmm. and so we've had a lot of conversations around boundaries and that not happening anymore because Mm. it's like I like I I I cannot handle it Mm. nor do I want to nor do I want my kids seeing it or hearing it it just doesn't compute Mm. like if you want to have your like shit on the toilet and laugh to yourself about whatever cool you do you my friend but don't bring that shit to me because I am not good for my mental health yeah right at all Mm -hmm. at all Mm -hmm. and so yeah um (laughs) yeah I'm I'm just I'm thinking about you know I've talked to you about how where I'm at where I where I have been at lately Mm. with with my own work with my own inner child stuff and I feel like for a lot of us who are not uh, spiritually enlightened, which not many of us are. Um, Even for those of us that feel we might be. Yeah. Still for you. Because there's a lot of right? fucking sneaky weird shit happening in those that are spiritually enlightened. Right. So I feel like everyone is being affected on some level. And there's so much fear going on in the world that mm-hmm. it is creating this uh it's it's all this fear is affecting those very those core parts of ourselves where fear lives and for a lot of us i don't i don't know if i could say this is for everyone but i think fear for a lot of us triggers that inner child and like i just said to you you know the inner child see things as black and white Mm. and how you were talking about playing and things like that well the way that I see the inner child is is thinking about and um thinking about art thinking about colors a child would have the primary colors whereas an adult would have all the colors with all the different gradients and shades and everything you can think of so think about this in in terms of like their their emotional intelligence how they can understand what's happening in the world so a child would understand very basic primary um, emotional language whereas an adult would understand something a bit more complex but if our fear is being triggered and that's triggering the inner child response then we are reacting through this basic primary language this black and whiteness of this is terrible we need to end this kill this person this is awful <laughs> and then we're really really happy it's like you oh took, my god you took yeah. that real dramatic there friend some people are being that way i I, these are the folks that i'm trying to like and and some of these these arguments um 
there's you know yes we're going back to like the a lot of things in the community that that's been happening and and a lot of torch bearing and a lot of almost like witch hunts in a oh way. my god i have been talking about this and i didn't, I didn't want to use the term witch no, hunts I've because been... i don't i can't think of a better term like uh it it's very like let's all take our forks and pitchforks our forks and pitchforks good job yeah our torches Torches, and pitchforks exactly and like let's gang mob this one person into submission or out of the valley yeah yeah and so that's that has been that's been really interesting because i feel very indifferent to that even though I indifferent how indifferent that I don't want to be a part of this this quote unquote witch hunt Mm. I do agree that what is happening and like I know this is very vague for the listeners and I'm gonna I'm gonna clarify it a little bit in a minute okay um I feel that I'm on the other side of it although I understand that the people we are angry at yes there are things that they need to be held accountable for but like with every human being hurt people hurt fucking people so this is like the conversation that we had the other night um the last time you were here and we were both like why the fuck weren't we recording this because this was Mm. such a good like i was talking about my mental well-being and how i'm kind of in the process of seeking a counselor or a therapist because of like the episode that you did with your mom which i still haven't listened to because i'm like that's gonna trigger the shit out of me yeah i I wasn't expecting you to to be honest that's so fuck (laughs) even just the prep work talking about it triggered the shit out of me (sighs) which if if you're listening to this episode and you were also somebody like myself where you're like ah i don't think i can listen to that honestly that was hard too for me Uh, right i'm there i'm fucking right there with you because it's like for me um one of my biggest things is that like inability to have the conversation with my mom because she's not a safe person and she will probably likely never be a safe person for me which fucking sucks shit Mm. we could have a whole conversation on that another day but in that it it we ended up having this really in-depth conversation around what was happening um here within our community in halifax and models sorry for the background noise friends we have the windows open because it's hot as hell in halifax right now Mm -hmm. that is not a complaint just want to be really clear about that (laughs) Uh, i'm really thrilled that i'm like sweating buckets right now (laughs) but there was this situation happening in halifax where a bunch of um folks stepped forward in naming individuals within the community who have engaged in predatory and abusive behavior specifically when it comes to um inflicting sexual trauma Mm -hmm. and so it was this really interesting thing to sit back and watch and also have somewhat of a hand in like i showed up and i said what i had to say but i also extended the conversation into where i think we need to be going which is restorative justice and the recognition that those who are inflicting damage are damaged themselves and I don't use damage in that sense of like you're whole you're not whole you're broken you're fucked up Mm -hmm. no like you have some sort of wound that has maybe a scab on it and it keeps getting reopened and it's never 
had the opportunity of being healed or it's just this big gnarly thick scar tissue that you've built over yourself in order to protect yourself from actually getting to the wound and getting into the messiness and healing through it because that shit's hard fucking work oh my god it's so hard for a year right and it's like i feel like i've been doing it for a lifetime at this point in different stages and phases but there is there is this very true thing for me that or belief that majority, if not all of the people who are inflicting harm in some way are, have been harmed. And what Mm -hmm. is happening is there is a repeating of a cycle of abuse and harm. Mm -hmm. And if we have that fundamental belief, it's not that we don't call those people out. And I want to, I want, I had an interesting conversation with a friend about this too, who was having a really hard time with the idea of like call out, and cancel culture yeah where the way that i've kind of looked at it always is those who have been hurt or harmed have every right to call that person out yeah and it's like the act of calling somebody out whether you're choosing to vocalize your story or just call them out in saying like hey like this this person we might want to be careful around Mm -hmm. um it's it's empowering like it has this this reclamation process to it yeah because you're stepping into the the truth that this is an experience that you have had and that you are now in a position of being able to start that healing journey and that healing journey often does start with that kind of calling it into the light and calling it out the first time you declare that you're a survivor exactly yeah and so it's for me i i personally don't believe that I have any right to dictate or police the way that somebody is calling out their abuser. That being said, I firmly believe that there needs to be individuals within the community who have the role of then calling that person in Mm. lovingly, compassionately with care. Mm. Right. And in that like call out situation, we also need to be very aware of calling out, individuals who are not um white folks and how that has such a different ramification for those individuals because often in black communities there is community care on a different level there you're putting that individual far more at risk because we've seen time and time again what will happen with something like a marijuana charge for somebody who's 22 and white and somebody who's 22 and black doesn't matter what their jobs are I can guarantee you that black person's going to go to jail probably for a ungodly amount of time and the other person's going to get off with a slap in the wrist. Mm-hmm. So we have yeah. like we have to have this cognizance in what we're doing and in how we're doing it and recognizing the privileged place that we're coming from when we are engaging in in kind of this call out culture, but as far as like taking it into the whole like witch hunt stage no, that's not fucking helpful. No, it's very traumatic. Extremely traumatic. Right? It's ridiculous. And like bringing it into shaming somebody publicly is ridiculous. This is where I like draw the line where I'm like, if you are not the individual who was personally harmed by that person, it is not your job to let people know, to pass it on, to like, you know what? Be in that position of this- rage. This conversation is directly talking to my inner child because my greatest fear when I was a kid in telling the truth of what happened was I was afraid of everyone basically doing a witch hunt 
and mm. going for that person who assaulted me. I was terrified because I did not want to have that weight on my shoulders. Yeah. An eight-year-old girl and having her whole community go and attack someone. I was terrified of my dad going and killing this person. I was terrified of my mom going and killing this person. And she admitted in the episode that she would have. She would have went up there and beat the shit out of him. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to have that on my shoulders. And I also didn't want, want to be pitied. Yeah. And that is, I think, one thing that a lot of people are terrified about and about speaking about their abuse mm. and what's happened to them is they're afraid of the repercussions. Even yeah. though the person that they that hurt them, they probably hate. I know that I did mm. for a very long time until I forgave them a couple of years ago. <sighs> Sorry, I'm losing my train of thought. Like That's this okay. is this is it's yeah, it's just it's it's the complete opposite it's traumatizing Mm -hmm. it is extremely traumatizing for the person who has been through it and I'm sure it's traumatizing for the person who has done it and you're so right and I so believe and this is why I forgave the person who assaulted me when I was eight years old because I firmly believe that that person was extremely hurt on the inside Mm -hmm. because I have I have not done some good things in my life my partner has not done some good things in his life Mm -hmm. I have seen how loving each other and accepting the pain and the darkness and finding forgiveness and compassion and empathy for one another, how that can really help a person, Mm -hmm. help them change, help them not change completely, but help them blossom into the person that they know deep down that they Mm -hmm. are and they feel in their soul. And did that person who assaulted me at eight, did anyone ever give him that chance? Yeah. And this is, this is what I'm coming back to. And the people who are being, uh, hunted here in our city, you know, what, what have they been through in their life that has made them ha- make the choices that they've made mm-hmm. in abusing other people. And it's, it's not like, I want to be super clear in, in having this conversation. Like it's not to take away from the trauma or the healing that is left for their survivors. Like mm. the way that I've always thought about it is I'm like, there are people who are responsible for holding and healing and helping their survivors And we also need to have people in place to help and heal the abusers if we actually want to stop the cycle of trauma and abuse. And that's what I'm personally invested in and have always been invested in. I'm like, I'm like having an aneurysm (laughs) because I'm like, yes, this is like, I could feel this, like my head is spinning because yes, this is, this is so fucking right. Right? I feel this in my bones. But at the same time, I don't have a right to show up and tell the person who is actively hurting and choosing to call out that individual how they can do that, oh, right? Fuck no. So it's like I can't come in and pol- like police a black person who's choosing to talk about a racist um, interaction that they had with somebody, whether it's an establishment or a specific person, because. I will never, ever, ever, ever have that exact experience. And in me trying to police them and take away their rage, I am robbing them of the experience of feeling it fully so that they can actually move into the next process, which is maybe starting to find compassion as they're going through that healing and maybe eventually moving into that space of forgiveness. But if I don't give them the right to have that fucking rage and process, then I'm not... I'm not helping them no, in any way. No, you need, they need to have their, they need to be seen and heard. Right. Survivors need to be seen that and heard. That being said. And believed. That be, amen. Mm-hmm. That being said, 
it is not, in my fucking opinion, beneficial for everyone to jump on the bandwagon of this person did this, this person did this, this person did this, this person did this. Do you know that this person did this? This person did this. It's different to like put it out there in the sense of like making sure that anyone who's potentially vulnerable. So in the situation of models and photographers who specifically will often prey on models who are just starting out or people who are maybe, um, dabbling in self photography and have never modeled in their lives before. Like there is a responsibility of making sure that those folks know that there's a way to like reach out and like spread the information so that you can enter a situation with a little more awareness, a little more guard, maybe with a friend or whatever the case may be. But as far as like taking it to the step of like, I as someone who's adjacent to the situation has never experienced it. Maybe I've experienced my own sexual trauma, which I have. And maybe that this is like re-triggering that wound for me. I can't then like piggyback my rage off of no. somebody else's survivor story yeah. and then use that to accost someone mm-hmm. who has committed something that is heinous and horrible repeatedly shaming that person is never going to change what has happened exactly and like thinking about the this idea of community support and restorative justice and someone like a group of people coming forward and helping the perpetrator Mm. if if someone would have told me throughout my life and all the times that i've been assaulted that hey sarah uh, hey, Sarah. Hey, Sarah. <laughs> hey, girl. <laughs> Hi. <you> know? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> no, but if like if someone came over to me and if it was just like if, they, if it was just known, if I was educated to know this, yeah. it was accepted in our society that that if if I was abused or assaulted or hurt or whatever it happened, if I went to someone, say my family, say somebody else, mm. someone I could trust they would then go forward with that information and inform the, these people who would then come and surround this other person, the person who's hurt me and take them out of the equation. I, I, I can't say fully what I would have done then, but thinking about it now, I, having that option absolutely because the only other option was to come forward and then that person i would have to go through the court system and that is terrifying in itself oh that that's just a whole lot of let's re-traumatize everyone exactly that is re-traumatizing for no for no beneficial gain in my opinion because it's like the amount of folks that like go in and out of the police system and just repeat offend is wild because there is no sense of reformative justice. There is no opportunity or systems. And I don't want to say no. Like I know that's no is a very broad thing. There's not enough support and healing and therapy and teaching and all of the good things that we need for those folks that are behind bars. Like it's not, it's not good enough and again, if we're actually invested in making this world better, which I, I firmly believe that right now we're in like the very awkward, uncomfortable, crumbling and rebirth process over yeah, the next couple of years. I agree. Which is like so uncomfortable and I fucking hate it. <laughs> Going back to that noise again, full circle. It's <laughs> <laughs> a little more guttural now. But th- there's like... If I genuinely am invested in living in a world that is better, this is the kind of 
justice that I want. Yeah. Because this is the kind of justice that I can see, see and imagine and then go, oh, if we actually had this in place, would we ever get to a point where like this shit just doesn't happen anymore? Right. I feel like we'd be a lot closer than we are now. I think so too. I absolutely think so. Because if we're actually creating support systems for people to talk about not just their mental health, but their sexual health, their physical health, Mm. and when those things uh, become unhealthy. Yeah. If we're already, cr- if we put those systems in place first and foremost, and if you, there are people who still go on to hurt others and we have another tier of support. Like I absolutely agree. I mean, like that's the way that we get through. That's how I, you know, the one thing that I'm always telling my kids is don't hurt your brother. You little dick. Right. Tell him how you feel. Girl like oh we have that conversation a lot like use your fucking words use your fucking words use your words or get up and leave yeah exactly exactly that would be my advice for beach boy (laughs) (laughs) get up and and leave leave. if they are not gonna respect and love you you leave right get out you deserve better than that set your boundary beach boy for listening right now i'm so sorry (laughs) i did not come over and tell you to get up and leave so sorry, Beach Boy. <laughs> beach person. Oh I should not god. assume your oh your, my god uh, your gender. I didn't tell you I yelled at a group of Russians on the beach like a few weeks ago. That was fun. What? This was Why? not fun. I oh they got full mom rage what kind of moment. You? Okay, please tell me the story. Speaking of like packed beaches, <laughs> packed beaches in Nova Scotia. People love to play their like beach games. Right? Oh, you know you've been here. Just get better. Fuck it. <laughs> when I listen to this, I'll be like, you're on a whole other level tonight. What's wrong with you? She's like, well, I feel like we haven't seen each other in a while. <laughs> it's true. This is like bleeding from my puss and worms from my butt. It's great. <laughs> I still need to clarify that. What a visual. What a visual. Wow. <laughs> Cornucopium, stop coming out of all my orifices. Oh my god, I don't actually actively have anything coming out of my butt at this moment. Oh shit. It's me knocking on wood. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, now I'm gonna have to tell that story before we end this. Well, it's not a great story. But one day it will. One day I will laugh. Five years down the road, when it's not actually happening, I will laugh. <laughs> Fuck. So at the beach, super fucking packed super fucking packed and i'm all for like play your beach game live your life do the Mm. thing but when it's fucking packed yeah don't yeah or like move yeah just like find a space anyway um we were on the beach there was this group of like russian folks i'm assuming there's a lot of duh that's the only like (laughs) I ha- it's funny. I sat there and I was like, is that Russian? Is it German? I don't remember. <laughs> anyway, they, they, English was not their first language. Mm. They're, li- they're living their life. They had like a, I don't know if it was a volleyball or a soccer ball. I just noticed the ball and I was like, they better not. Mm. They better fucking not. They better not fucking do it. Don't you fucking, don't you do it. And so like we set up our little spot and we're like sunscreening each other doing that cuteness it's really not cute to like sunscreen everybody it's like 
No. Just so cumbersome. Why are they always like try and make it look romantic and cute in like pornos and like fucking rom-coms? It's the same with they try to make fucking periods look all cute with the blue liquid. It's like, just say what it is. It's greasy hands. Right. Exactly. And not in a cute way. No. Greasy hands and then like an undesired exfoliation process and you're because sweating in the middle of it oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> let that fuel your dreams tonight babies so we're doing our thing i've noticed them they're incredibly close like probably not socially distancing kind of close oh damn like they were pretty cl- it was packed like it was fucking packed damn. and so more folks joined their group and then they started like kicking this ball around or hitting it around or doing whatever. I was trying to do that thing where I was like, if I imagine a force field, then it's not happening and I'll be fine. While also thinking that if they fucking hit my kid, I will, I will take your ball and break it. Yeah. Right. (laughs) I will throw it into the ocean and feel no shame. Yeah. Yeah. No shame. Yeah. So didn't hit my kid. It hit me. Oh. hit me square on the back and I whipped around and I was like how about you just don't <gasps> that was it <laughs> that was that was it yes. like just full rage yes. and it was funny because like one of them tried to apologize to me I was like mm. and I just gestured to the like fullness of the beach and then like whipped around and started eating my snacks Who's just like, fuck you. <laughs> I love it. Like, oh, mom, rage, glory. But love like, it. you know, when you're just like so angry that you have no more words. Yo, yeah. Like there's too many words to yeah. get out anything like mm-hmm. educated. Mm-hmm. smart. Allowed. How about you just don't? Mm-hmm. Like, For me, it's always don't even. <laughs> and that's it. Just look at all like, don't even. I like that. I like that. <laughs> oh, man. I just, and it was funny because like I whipped back around and I was eating my snacks. And I was like, well, that happened. <laughs> what was really sweet is there was like an older gentleman that came over and he was like, hey, I'm not sure if you like know this beach, but if you like walk quite a bit that way, you can probably find a space that's a little less populated if you really want to play. And I'm like, that's what you should have done, you fucking idiots. Yeah. They didn't because like. Where were you at? Rainbow Haven. Oh, Rainbow Haven. I usually like Rainbow Haven. Rainbow Haven is usually I like Rainbow okay. Haven too, but oh. it's usually quite packed. There's some fuck nuggets being irresponsible. Yeah. But then the other day we were at Crystal Crescent and we were like sitting and chilling, nice. and there was like this group of eight people. It was so cute. There was two different groups, smaller groups, playing like soccer in a circle, like kicking it back and forth. They walked down to the water because they're respectful human beings. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <sighs> But like you're supposed to do. My mother is coming out. Oh, Jesus. But they it was so cute because they were doing their thing and they were like glistening in the sun. And there was like this oh, just beautiful mix of like skin tones. And like there was the most beautiful um, person playing who I am totally going to assume their gender, which I shouldn't do. But I'm going to as a woman just like the most perky beautiful butt and like just like mm. just like juicy like somebody that you look at and you're like your skin is glistening and you just look juicy and like it ran into the ocean and like came out and did that whole like hair oh, touching yes. moment and i was just yes. like i am crushed like it's not often that i have a moment where i'm like 
oh, she's stunning. But I was having one of those moments. And anyway, these two little groups like came together and formed like a large soccer group oh, and it was like the sweetest my. thing wait were they were they strangers and then they um, came together he, that's what it looked like love it which i was like this is great humanity love it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then my kids got worms here we go here we go Put your pants on. Did you I don't read? know. Take your pants off. I don't no, know. No, keep them on. It's safer. Oh, it's safer that way. Fuck. It's way safer. <laughs> anyway, did you read my post? I read the post and I, I read the post. I just I could not respond because I was great. just like, oh god. No. Oh, oh uh, god. Uh, how do you think I responded? Oh, yeah. I assume that you how responded you? ten times worse than that because you're actually living it uh-huh, right now. Uh huh. I've cleaned all damn day. Oh, uh, damn day. So never in my life did I ever think I would be in this position experiencing this, let alone like sharing it publicly. But my, this is why I'm choosing to share it. And it's been really interesting because I've had so many great conversations. Also advice. Thank you. <laughs> um, actually, thank you. Because this is one of the situations where I'm like, please give me your advice. Yeah. This is new for me. Also gross as fuck. Oh man. It's gross as fuck. But happens. Happens, apparently happens quite frequently and quite commonly if yeah, you have I children. S- I saw the comments. I was oh. like, seriously? Mm, huh, huh? I've never had worms. I'm like, oh. I, or you did and no one told you. Maybe they're still there. Fuck you, man. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. That was so mean. I'm sorry, take it back. <laughs> fucking awful. Anyway, so I, it's, it's funny because I've said multiple times that like this would be my parenting nightmare before, like in the past. And I'm sure people are like, you manifested it, bitch. (laughs) So I'm like, fuck you. No, I rebuke that. (laughs) No, thank you. But the other night, oh, the other night I was in here. What was I doing? I was doing something. I was like, I th- oh, right. I just finished teaching yoga. I was in here. I was like counting my money and I had just like finished and I put my feet up and I was relaxing and, and I like to like listen to him put the kids to bed because sometimes it's just sweet. I'm like, oh, look at you being so sweet. And sometimes it's like aggressive. I'm like, yeah, I'm not the only one. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yes. Right? Like, I so, yes. You get mad, daddy. Yes. They'll love me more tomorrow. <laughs> Oh my God, there's, I feel so seen right now. <laughs> wow. Yes. <laughs> like suddenly the next morning, mommy, we love you. And I'm like, yeah, you do. <laughs> Want to watch a movie? Like- <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh my God, that's amazing. Oh, okay. If you're a mom, you're listening to this and you also feel seen, like you, you have to either like story tag us right now at momgasm podcast or send us an email momgasmpodcast at gmail.com because I really, I really want to know. Um, also, if you just have any thoughts about this episode or any of our episodes, yes. fuck, send us an email, fucking do a post and tag us and like, DM us. oh, do it. We love it. We do genuinely, it. as much as Sarah's like, fuck social media, <laughs> fuck the internet. We actually do love hearing from They're you. They're my and, favorite and, thing. Right? Receiving messages. Right? Same. Right. So I'm in here. I'm, I'm chilling. I'm about to live my best life. I'm considering whether or not I want to like use some of my getmysupply.co products. Let's be plugging there. Momgasm. 20% All capitals off. for 20% off. Um, we'll link it. We'll link yes, it in the, in the description. 
But I am like getting ready to unwind. I was just like, oh, you, oh, you know that feeling like when you're just getting ready to unwind for the evening. You're like, bedtime is so close and it's all good and I love this and we're going to chill and we're going to get to connect. And oh, no, no, we did not. So I hear something like Alexis say something about a worm and I'm like, I don't even think anything like of it because I'm like, oh, she must think her poop looks like a worm or something. I'm like, yeah. that's cute. Kids say dumb shit. Yeah. And by dumb, I mean magical and fantastic. <laughs> also dumb sometimes yeah so all of a sudden the crew of them come walking down the hallway and once i like see them in the hallway i'm like hi what what's up what's up what's up and jeff is like so she's got worms in her poop i'm like what what how do you know? What do they look like? Did you see them? Are they moving? Did you take a picture? Did you flush it? What's happening? Oh my God. Did you wash your hands? Oh my God. Probably like exactly like that. Like it was a stream of consciousness of like, this is my nightmare. What's happening? Uh, then I banished them back to the bathroom, yelled at him for not taking a picture. Cause I was like, you always take a picture of weird poops. That's how we diagnose. That's right. Always. So true. I could have emailed that. Yeah. Fuck. Right. Apparently they were moving. Oh. Which I was like, cool, 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 Oh. Cool. So I like immediately went into where you are right now and was like, try and keep it together. This is your child. Do not scar her. Don't. Like I was. <gasps> so uh i immediately went fucking nuts <gasps> i immediately started cleaning as much as i could and then realized that it is futile until we have been drugged and then i immediately went onto the den and like posted and was like so this is happening what the fuck what do I do? I'm repulsed. I'm grossed out. I don't know how to like handle this. Oh I just God. don't know how to handle this. I don't want to do this. I don't want to live in this. Thank God Can't. for the den. Right? And what was great is like in sharing it in the den, I knew I kind of eventually wanted to share it publicly anyway because I have this thing where I'm like, if I feel, because I had a lot of like, I feel shameful. I feel mm. like I did something wrong as a mom. Like, where did oh. they get these? What's going on? Like, I, like all of these like, what did I do scenarios yeah. which is not like oh not my god common. I would have it too right and and so I was like okay well if I'm feeling shame about this how many other moms have been in this situation where they also have felt shame in dealing with this also like how common is this really because I need to start figuring this out because mm. it will also help me feel validated and feel better and so I shared in the den first and then I shared on on social media and it's been like there's been quite a few people that have like either dm'd me or publicly like responded wow. and been like Oh, girl, me too. This is going on. We actually had them this many times. This is what we do. Like, all of this stuff. And I'm like, I feel seen. Still gross as fuck, but I feel seen. So I sent Jeff to the pharmacy last night. He got the things. I dosed myself. He dosed himself. We dosed both the kids because apparently you should just treat everyone. Yeah. That's what I read in the comments. Contagious little fuckers. Wow. Ugh. And so now we're just a, like 
obsessively washing our hands and really trying to like break Alexis of this hat. Like I'm not, honestly, I'm not surprised. Mm. Honestly, I'm surprised that we haven't had this sooner Mm. just with like a, how common I'm realizing that they all are. Mm. And B like how much this child just, just subconsciously like puts her hands in her mouth. Mm. She just does it. Hands in her mouth, hair in the mouth. Like, Mm-hmm. everything just goes in her mouth because I think it's just like a sensory comfort thing mm-hmm. and it happens anytime she's like zoning out so if she's watching something it'll happen a lot so we've decided like a minimal to no watching of tv or games for the next month mm-hmm. for the next month as we ensure that these fuckers die Oh, man. Like, those are, like, the worst two things to go together. Worms by themselves. Disgusting. Gross. Not my fave. Poop by itself. Pretty gross. Uh, the- I'm, I'm kind of at peace with poop at this point in my life. Like, there's some there's some different levels of poop that is pretty fucking disgusting. Like what? Like diarrhea poops, See, man. It's not, that doesn't gross me out. It's just, like, I so IBS runs in my family. Uh, so just, I'm, like, I'm so used to, like, gross farts, people having weird poops, like... I just also mm. background of RHN. Like I talk about, I used to have to talk about poop for a living. Like that's one of okay. the first questions for you. Poop is comfy for me. Poop is pretty gross. I mean, yes, I still wipe up the it's poop fair. every day, every day, but like, Oh man, the two things together, putting those two things together. I mean, like what would be worse? Oh God. Why did I go there? <laughs> what did, why what did I go there? What head? have you done? Oh God! What have you done? Now you have to voice this. Oh, just thought of fucking centipedes and poop. Oh, oh. remember it? the bathroom? The bathroom we were away. Actually, I really wish you could see this, folks. This is a full, whoo, full. Whoo. I can't. Moment. I can't. Yeah, it would be disgusting. I can't. That would be centipedes, disgusting. man. I can't. Wrigley anything <gasps> is not for me. Ugh. And so it's it's funny because it's like I I was like prepared. I was mentally prepared for lice. Yeah. Like that's one of those things where I'm like, I had it a lot when I was a kid. Yeah. I so I it. just I was I was I had it in high school, which is like super embarrassing. Oh. That's awkward because then I'm responsible for telling the people, which just like if you ever want to die, if you ever want to feel like you are oh, dying. No. That is that is it. Grade ten. Oh no. Going up to your friend who just did your hair like two days ago and being like I hope your hot tool killed them. Cause I've been making a home on my head. Like just that like mortifying moment. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially like at that age, you're like everything matters. Right, so body wanted conscious. to die. Wanted to die. Yeah. Um, but now I'm also like, did they perhaps give it to me? I've never had that thought when mm. I was going through it. But in the later years, I'm like, maybe that was the common thing mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. was happening every time. Right. But I was mentally prepared for life. It's the same kind of annoying, like vacuum and neurotically clean your floors you have yeah. to like bag up all their stuff same mm-hmm. idea because that's what we did we bagged up 90 percent of their toys today mm-hmm. and tied them off put them in the basement we're not touching them for a month my hope is that in doing so they'll kind of lose interest in them and then i can get rid of a bunch of them because i've been trying to push for more minimalism minimalism mm-hmm. uh, and also make more room for plants for a while 
Nice. Like, get rid of the toys. More plants. Yay. Yeah, I agree with the getting rid of the toys. And so I'm hoping that happens. I'm hoping there's, like, some uh, some silver lining moments. But it's, it's, it is, it really feels like my greatest parenting nightmare. Oh, man. Thankfully, like, we've only seen evidence in one of them. Okay. Which has been great. May it continue. If I see anything come out my poop i'm gonna i'm i am calling it now i will probably die in that moment i will just implode <sighs> worms and bodies it's so gross it's mm-hmm. so gross like mm-hmm. tapeworms <sighs> like please stop oh ah oh, just just horrible worms are gross worms are just so gross like i don't like, mind earthworms Sometimes they grow like Henry, like all spring, every day, he would go outside looking for worms. And he would just come over to me with a big fistful of worms. I'll be wriggling together. Yeah, no, thank you. And yeah, that was gross. No, and then you. the other day he comes over to me with a big fistful of fucking snail. No, slugs. Oh, Alexis slugs. has done that a few times. And like the stuff that they leave on your hands is impossible to get off. Mm-hmm. Like we had to scrub his hand in the bath for like five minutes. Mm-hmm. So gross. Bugs. Bugs are, bugs are gross. And bugs living on or in your body are just like extra yeah. gross. W- wriggly, slimy bugs. Yep. Can't do it. Yep. My butthole is now burning. Spiders, I'm good. I'm good with that stuff. No, I'm not. See, this is the thing for me. Like, I'm not a bug person in general. Like, butterflies make me uncomfortable. Really? Because it's a bug. Like, it's a. am like, I'm finally at the point now where I'm like, oh, I can admire you from a distance and like see that you're so beautiful and like you do you. You come near me, I'm screaming. Are you ki- a, a butterfly? A butterfly. Dragonflies? Oh. A gent. What? I used to. Okay, I used They're to come so home. I used to come home, and our front step would be like loaded with like three or four <gasps> or five dragonflies, and I would like be paralyzed with fear. And have to like plan my escape of like, am I going to like, excuse me, try for the back door and hope there's none there? Am I going to try for the side door or am I going to like try and scare them away first? Or do I hope that if I go slowly and quietly enough that they won't move? This is like a city. Like, is this like an urban thing? Like, you because you're a city girl, I'm like more rural. I, lots of people will kind of like call me out for that, but I don't even necessarily think it's that because I know plenty of city folk that are totally fine with bugs. I am just not hmm. at all okay with creepy crawlies. That's so interesting that you're like so adverse to even butterflies. Like, they're so gentle. They're harmless. There's nothing to do with their harm. It just has to do with like their bugness. <laughs> this has to do with their entire being, their essence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a yeah for me. Well, there you have it, folks. Lindsay and so I have, I potentially have bugs living in my butthole. Fuck. That's just awful. What a great way to end this episode. <laughs> so. Bugs in your butthole. You're, oh God, don't name it that. <laughs> You put it out there. Now I'm gonna don't do it. Don't do it. Don't, don't do it. Oh. Uh, uh, anyway, so I'm gonna. I I'll report back in in a month and. Yeah. Let y'all know let that me, they're. Let me know if you got any bugs in your butthole. Fucking gone. 
fucking that's, gone. That's brutal. So this episode, we've talked about bugs in your butthole. We've talked about Beach Boys. Beach Boys. <laughs> Beach Boys. <laughs> and <laughs> inner child work mixed with politics and witch hunts. Witch hunts. This is a great witch episode. Hunts. Cancel culture. I I'm still feel like it. that we have so much more we could talk about but what's been going on oh, in the lordy. last two months. Just a plethora. Oh, yeah. Of deep deep yep. things yep yeah i feel like everyone else is going through it as well essentially like if i was to sum up where i've been in the last month specifically building building over the last six months but especially the last month i have essentially come to a point where i started doubting and questioning every like everything in my life as far as like how I show up and what I do and what I believe in and what I don't believe in and what I prescribe to and like the the driving force of my life and how I interact with that driving force in my life and what's okay and what's not okay and like all of it all of it while being in what feels like complete isolation mm. and feeling absolutely crazy mm. like that's that is that's summing up the last month and then coming I feel I feel personally for me like I'm on the coming out of it phase at least right now that's how it's starting to feel please god may it continue mm. may it go with the bugs <laughs> may I poop all the doubt out my butt with the bugs <laughs> may I actually not actually poop out bugs because I hope that they're not actually there thank you <laughs> but you know what I'm saying right yeah. it's that like I feel like the last two days have felt a lot lighter and a big thing for me what I have done is I intentionally started engaging with my in-person community and I started asking people to meet more. Mm -hmm. So I had like within a week, I had three in-person like solo tea dates nice. and we just sat and we talked and it was really great because it was specifically people who were seeing and feeling um, a lot of the same things mm. that I was as far as kind of like some of the things that had been challenging us and like that we had been feeling isolated or alone in or being tested on. And so it was really, really, really validating and helpful to like refine myself in the noise that I had kind of lost myself in and like come back idea. to that center place of like, oh, actually it is safe to be here. And mm -hmm. I think for a while I forgot that it was safe to be here because I felt so alone mm -hmm. in being where I am. Mm -hmm. So yeah. if you're feeling that way, find someone that you can sit with and talk with in person because it's so, we can't underestimate the power of true community and connection mm -hmm. and then also the importance of having people mirror for you mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, absolutely <laughs> i agree i 100 percent agree and, and the the uh the conversation of safety has been playing really big for me mm -hmm. and one thing that has been helping me through the last couple of months and feeling safe and like this can apply to anyone who's feeling fearful of their situation, fearful of what's going on in the world or fearful of what's happening in their life is like if you're feeling unsafe and you are feeling you're so isolated, the one thing that's been really helping me is, you know, 
having these conversations mm. if you're able to meet with someone if you're not calling someone up and yeah. just like calling out where you are you like just checking in checking in with whoever you can yeah and then checking in with yourself and embracing yourself if you can like embracing mm. and honoring where you are today and mm. giving your always give yourself the permission to feel where you are yeah today even, even if where you are today is like i don't even fucking know because exactly. that's where i was for a good like i want to say a good two or more weeks where i was every single day i was like that was the period where I felt absolutely crazy yeah. where I was like, I don't know. I don't even, I don't, I have no idea where I am or if I'm okay. And there was, for me, there was a point where I was talking through a lot of this with Jeff and I looked at him and I was like, I don't think I'm suicidal right now, but I know I don't want to be here. Mm. And that was, he was like, what the fuck? The fuck? You can't say that. I was like, no, I was like, me saying this is actually really helpful. Mm. Like me saying this and and having that awareness that it is like something that i am towing the line of but i'm not allowing myself to go there and i'm voicing this now before yeah is important yeah and i was like i know it sounds super scary but like me saying this and me feeling safe enough to say this yeah is paramount yeah for the instability of where i've been lately yeah and that's I, I I have been calling out some things that have been really scary for me to admit with mm. Ollie, calling out some things that are really uncomfortable for me to even voice. And it's like, even so the episode with mom, even though having that conversation with mom was so beautiful and so empowering and profound, the day that that episode came out, oh, buddy, oh, buddy. I was in, I was having an extreme vulnerability hang, vulnerability hangover. And mm -hmm. I actually had a person who was a part of my childhood trauma, who was a part of that story of my sexual trauma, not the person who did it, but a person who was within this story. I had her reach out to me. And for the first time we had a conversation about what happened to me and Oof. she was there on the day Oof. She was the mother of my cousin and my cousin was present. And then her mom, she was looking for us. And I remember she found us after it had happened and she listened to the episode and she called me up crying Ugh. and it was I'm like getting choked up just talking about it. Cause it was extremely triggering and I felt extremely unsafe because my worst nightmare came true and that I wasn't able to control other people's reactions to what happened to me yeah. and that was my whole plan as a child was I was going to hold on to it so I could control the reaction mm. that no one would get upset nothing would happen everything would stay the same mm. and here I was completely blindsided and entered into this conversation that was extremely traumatic to have Aww. and um yeah I I was left feeling really really unsafe and a really vulnerable extremely vulnerable place and then the next day we went on vacation goodbye and i was like okay i'm checking out i'm checking out from life from reality and i'm just gonna go and just go to the beach and forget about everything but of course it will if you're 
if you're not dealing with something, it will, it will come. Yeah. And I tried to call it out. I did call it out that night with Ollie after the conversation. I told him that I was really freaked out. Something was happening. He mm-hmm. helped me understand what it was that triggered me and like that, the whole conversation, what that actually meant. Mm. But for the past, however long it's been since that episode, I've been in damage control. Oh I, yeah. I want to say damage control, but recovery mode and like trying to pick myself back up. I've been doing a lot of integrating with my inner child, with little Sarah, a lot of regulating every fucking day, every day I'm regulating. And like you said earlier, there have been days I feel very crazy, very insane. Like, and I don't want to do it anymore. I'm done. Like very done. That has been the, okay. The amount, the amount of times that I've literally said, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want, I'm done. I, I want to get off the ride. I want to retreat to a cave and I just want to be like, bye, bye bullshit, bye life, bye angry people, bye uncertainty, by fear yeah. i'm gonna go into a cave yeah and i'm not coming out in time right with myself and i'm right with god and then once i have that fucking solidity again i will re-emerge and i will be fine yeah because it's like the this like six months of unsettledness has like shifted me in a way that that stability that I normally have feels like it doesn't exist it does still like I know it still does because I still have moments and glimmers and like times when I'm just doing like it's just happening and I can like hear the words that I'm saying and see the way that I'm showing up and like I'll reread the post that I wrote and I'm like okay I am still here I am still here I just 90% of the time don't fucking feel like it Yes. And it's terrifying. Mm-hmm. It is terrifying. Mm-hmm. So it's really nice to know that I'm Yeah, not alone this in is that. really <laughs> weird that we're like <laughs> Yeah, uh, the, uh you know, ever ever since we started doing this podcast, we've been like going through different things, obviously different things, we have different lives, but they've been aligning yeah. very oddly yeah. in similar ways. Yeah. And it's not just you and I. I feel like a lot of people our people within our circle within our community they are also going through some very similar things right now which it leads to a spirit very spiritual conversation but oh, yeah I, oh my god yes right Woo! like i one of it's so funny she's probably gonna fucking listen to this which is great uh a good friend of mine lovely fucking wonderful human recently had this like come to jesus moment the original unpacking of that come to jesus moment was like the the probably like one of the things that like pushed me over the edge Mm -hmm. it like it like I was feeling really fucked up for a long time and then it was like that was that thing that then like triggered all of the other fucking things that I had like parked on a shelf and been like I can't handle you right now so I'm just gonna like put you up there to put you up there you're gonna get a little bit dusty mm. and like when i feel stable enough which haha it's been six months may never feel stable again but initially i was like oh, when i feel stable enough when when life's back to like some sort of consistency i'll pull you off the shelf i'll dust you off and i'll like open that jar and like get into your moldy messiness so like it was like the thing that like 
just like broke all the jars simultaneously and i was like i don't know anything anymore <laughs> because i know i like yeah yeah like this is the fundamentally like that's always been my belief but also like just like some of the things that you're saying are just not in alignment with me and i just and now i'm confused and i'm so confused i'm like is my whole life a lie now like it was oh my god i was fucked i was fucked okay when was this oh my god this is probably the last three two three weeks oh damn oh my god i was like i was like I, i'm broke I'm broke. Damn. I'm It was. I'm fine now. Well, fine is. You're maybe processing. Not the right I'm. I am like. I am. I am. It feels, <laughs> which I'm like, shit could change tomorrow, but it feels like. I'm on the upswing, and the thing that was really interesting with this, where it's like, I kept. I kept coming back to it in all of the ways like there was part of me that's like yeah you can just like unfollow and unsubscribe and just like not listen but there was part of me that was like no like I need to hear this to like sit more soundly into my own belief but there was like this this fucking resistance Mm -hmm. to it Mm -hmm. in a way that like how it was being shared sometimes and like Mm. how it was challenging me in some ways or like challenging my ego even maybe that that I just was like I know engaging in this longer will break me but maybe I need to break open a little bit more here Mm. so that I can get more clarity on what is actually truth because the last six fucking months of my life if not more I've been on autopilot Mm. and like just completely like fucking flip the switch yeah survival mode just do bare minimum to get through every single day and i don't think i realized how destabilizing being in survival mode was Mm. for me Mm -hmm. right and it's not something that i slip into often or at least haven't um long term anyway for probably since I like started my my self-love journey right like a decade Mm. ago because I've been very intentional with like checking in with myself and and making sure that I'm right and like checking in with with um source and like making sure that I have that kind of channel and I feel right and I like am in this kind of harmonious relationship not just with myself but with like whatever is greater outside of me and like just being in that space of like cyclical reciprocity kind of relationship and it's like how how do you fucking do that when you're literally like shifting into like everything is unstable and fucked so boop pause pause i'm just gonna like get up put the food in your mouth do the thing but make sure your kids are right go next day like just on repeat on repeat it's not to say that i've not been engaging in in conversation with myself or in connection with myself because i've still had like for a large chunk of it um pretty regular practices in in journaling and in breath work and in and stuff like that but but it's it it almost just started becoming part of the autopilot Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. 
it it started to become part of the autopilot and it was yep. like it was like I would show up to journal and I'm like there's literally nothing yeah there's literally no, like I'm done I there's nothing there's nothing because nothing is happening because I can't let anything happen because everything is happening I feel you very hard on that. That was how I felt about my morning rituals with my tarot, my journaling. I used to do it every fucking day. For, I don't know it? how long. Probably, f- I want to say I was doing it for at least three to four months. Oh man, I was doing it when shit blew up with Ollie and I. So October, probably even before. No, definitely, I would say definitely October. And then when everything went down south and sour so from like october to likely april i was like steady every day every morning doing that and then i got to a point where i was just like what is the point like i'm like there's there's just nothing left like this is groundhog day, groundhog day for me every day uh-huh. like what what is there to bring up like i'm literally living the same life every fucking day i feel that so strong and like, I was like, no, I have to stay committed. Like, this is my process. This is going to keep me grounded and centered. And I was like, no, I'm, I'm done. Mm-hmm. And I'm just inching my way back to creating a ritual. Now that life is kind of inching its way back to something <laughs> where I can leave the house now. That's true. That's so very true. I'm having outside interactions. We're doing yeah. this. So there is things that I'm absorbing from other people. Yeah. And I can work through every day and, you know, whatever. Well, you can co-regulate with people who are not those who you live with. Yeah. Which is a huge fucking thing that I have not had. And it's, for me personally, like, co-regulation yeah. is a must. And it's not to say that, like, I'm showing up and, like, pulling from people or like just being a little like mooch, moochy mooch here and there. But it's no. it's this it's this like really cool engagement and interaction that happens when yeah. when folks meet and like especially meeting in a way that feels really safe and um non judgmental and like you know that you can say and do anything yeah. is so, so, so important and something I've always valued. But something and I think this is the key thing that for me that has been missing that has fucked me up so much over the last six months is having zero fucking access to that yeah and for me like yeah i can get it a little bit in like a zoom call or whatever but it's not the same it's not the same and it does not fill that i don't even want to say void but that like deep necessary vital need for me core need yeah yeah and it's and i'm now realizing like whoa i get so fucked up when i don't have that mm-hmm. shit i need to prioritize that a lot better mm-hmm. i'm also thinking about like i don't know if we'll be able to fit this in this conversation because we're getting well we're almost out of, yeah hour, hour and a half we could always cut it and put the rest on patreon there we go so to catch the rest of this conversation join us on patreon now patreon.com slash momgasm podcast podcast there we go i was like i don't know ow it's always linked <laughs> right yeah always Psst. hey you yeah you did you hear there's a momgasm party happening every two weeks that's right every two weeks Lindsay and i are sitting down via zoom and we are connecting with you our luscious loyal loving listeners in a never before seen way well maybe that's not true but it's been amazing We have been having hilarious nights, playing games, sharing stories, and just getting real upfront and personal the best way we know how. If you want to join, head to our Patreon, where we are serving it up for only $2 a month. 
So what are you waiting for? Looking to spruce up your wardrobe? Get your hands on the official Momgasm merch. We've got sweaters, we've got t-shirts, we've got everything. Not really, well, not yet. Head to the link in our description and don't forget to send us some pictures of you rocking our Momgasm swag. We love it. And don't forget to check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Momgasm Podcast. And don't forget to subscribe so you never miss a new episode. And that's it. We'll catch you next time. Wow.